Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mimikra, the podcast series developed and sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. In each one of these podcasts, we read, translate, study, analyze, and discuss one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom, and it's my honor to be studying Parashat Kitavo with you here this week. And in this, the fifth aliyah, we come to a description of the details of the ceremony that is to take place on Har Grizim and Har Eval, uh, after B'nai Yisrael cross into, uh, into Eretz Yisrael. Uh, the command which was already given in a skeletal form back at the beginning of Parshat Re'eh, and again in the previous Aliyah. Uh, in Pasuk Yoralef, chapter 27, verse 11, now notice, in the previous two commands, it was Moshe and the elders, then it was Moshe and the Kohanim, now it's just Moshe. So we've telescoped up, away from a, um, a shared leadership role to a singular leadership role. The following will stand, literally, to bless the people on Har Grizim, and many have noted the relationship between the word grizim, <coughs> which through sikulotiyot, the switching of the letters, comes to the same word as gezera, a decree, uh, and associating it with the brit uh, that uh, is to be made here. Ba'ovrechem et ha'yardain, when you cross the yardain, shimon v'levi v'yehuda v'yisachar v'yosef u'vinyamin. So these six tribes, notice that here, Ephraim and Manasseh are all subsumed under Yosef. The division here (coughs) is not a recognizable one uh, based on birth order or anything else. The only thing that we notice is there are none of the Bnei HaShifachot, none of the children of the concubines. These are all Leah and Rachel's children. All of Rachel and four uh, four of Leah's children will be standing at Hargrizim, Levarechetam. The following will stand there for the curse, Bahareval, on the mountain opposite Bahareval. Reuven, Gad, Ve'asher, Uzvulun, Dan, V'naftali. So you have the four Bnei Ashvachot plus Reuven and Zivulun. Uh, and again, no reason is given for this particular division. The difficulty here is in the first list, which includes Levi, because as you read here, the Levim will also be the ones who are generating the entire call and response declaration as part of this ceremony. Now, one thing that's unclear from here, among several, is, first of all, are these people going to be standing on the mountains, in which case, will the Levim, who are going to be generating this call, be standing? Will they be standing in the middle, in between them, below the mountains, in which case, how will they hear them? Will they be standing on one of the mountains, in which case, why is one group closer? It sounds from the previous context that they'll be on Har Eval, which is where the Mizbeach is. So all of this is a little bit unclear. The other piece is, what is the role of the tribes that are up there? Are they going to be saying anything? Are they going to be responding? Or are they just going to be standing there? Um, the way that it plays out in the detailed description in Masachet Sotan, the seventh parak, is that they will be standing there, and the Levim will face towards them, everyone will face towards them, say the bracha, and everybody will answer Amen, and they will simply be present. The last question is, are these going to be just representatives of the tribes, and the whole rest of the nation will be in the middle, or is the entire tribe going to be up there? Unclear here from here also. And so the Levim will recite 
to all of Bnei Yisrael in a loud voice. And the, the Gemara in Masachat Sotah learns from the word Ve'anu, um, following it from the Ve'anita Ve'amarta in Mikra Bikurim and Ve'anta in the case of the Chalutza that has to be said in these words in this language. And what is it that they're going to say? So you notice that there are 11 curses here, and many have associated the connection between the 11 curses and the 11 tribes that later get blessed by Moshe uh, with the, to the exclusion of Shimon. Arur ha'isha she'yaseh fesel u'masecha to'avat Adonai ma'aseh So cursed is the man who makes an image or a figure which is an abomination of Hashem, meaning of Odazarah, made by a uh, artisan, Vesam Basater, and puts it in a secret place. The Rashbam points out that two of these eleven have this stipulation of Sam Basater, and when we go through the whole list, I'll share what he says about that. And all of the nations shall then respond with the word Amen, that they are accepting this status of anyone who does this is, is cursed, and what essentially they're doing is accepting responsibility for the behavior of everyone else and accepting that that person, that if they do it, that they accept the curse and that they will do everything necessary to ferret someone like this out. Anyone who degrades his parents. Arur, curse it is, somebody who stretches or grabs the border of his fellow, meaning that he surreptitiously moves the boundary marker so that he ends up taking his fellow's land. Everyone says Amen. By the way, you notice that in the introduction to this it said that these will stand Levarech and these will stand Kalel. And so these are the Kalot, the curses. We understand that the opposite is going to be said. They'll face towards Hargrizim and say, Baruch HaIsha Sheloya Sefesel Masecha. Baruch Sheloya Kleavivimo, etc. Uh, so the inverse of these are given a baruch. The question is, are they given the bracha first? The question is also, is it bracha klala, bracha klala, or all 11 brachot and all 11 klalot? Arur mashger iver madarech, somebody who fools a blind person and misleads him. Someone who corrupts the judgment of, again, the three of the four disenfranchised mentioned throughout Sefer Dvarim, the stranger, the orphan, and the widow of Mark Alamein, somebody lies with his father's wife, Aviv, he has uncovered the uh, fold of his father, as it were, Mark Alamein, bestiality, Mark Alamein, sleeping with his sister, whether his father's daughter or his mother's daughter, sleeping with his mother-in-law, this is the second Vesater, somebody who hits another fellow, secretly, and someone who takes bribes, to hurt a, uh, a person who is innocent, meaning accepts a bribe to punish someone who is innocent, this directly points us in the future towards the case of Navot, Ha-Yisraeli, uh, who had the Kerem next to, uh, to Achav, Shemelachim Aleph, Perachav Aleph, Mark Amen. Now one thing that all of these things have in common, the Rashbam points out, is these are all things that are typically done discreetly. 
And therefore, in the two cases of things that are sometimes done discreetly, sometimes done publicly, like hitting somebody or making an idol, therefore the Torah adds v'sam basat there, that the, the, this covenant is a covenant about an acceptance of those things that we can't necessarily uh, see openly, and we accept that anyone among us who does this is cursed. And the final line, Arur anybody who does not fulfill, and this is a general statement, does not fulfill the words of the Torah, to fulfill them, and the Yerushalmi famously says, this is an allusion, the Ramban quotes it, an allusion to Hagba, to picking up the Sefer Torah, uh, in the earlier custom, the, that's still practiced among the Dota Mizrach, to pick it up before Kriyat Torah, to pick it up and let them see that from Makolaam, Amen. And that concludes the description of the brachot. But the Aliyah continues now with a piece that is very familiar to us from the end of Sefer Vayikra, that as part of covenanting, there is the contract, which is, if you follow the mitzvot, the following is the reward you get, and if you do not follow the mitzvot, the following is the curse that you get. We will quickly introduce this, but then instead of reading the next Aliyah, which is a very, very long um I will comment on about several things and an overall look at it, and then take a look at this bracha v'tochecha. V'hayayim shamua tishma, a familiar phrase in Sefer Dvarim, v'kol Adonai Dvarcha, if you heed the voice of Hashem, lishmor l'asot d'kol mitzvotav v'shon achim etzavcha yom, to keep all, to keep guard and to fulfill all the mitzvot that I command you today, unnetancha Adonai Dvarcha alyon, I'll call Goyeha Aretz. God will make you superior above all the nations, meaning some sort of military and uh, political superior, superiority and independence. All of these brachot that have been described will come and catch up with you. Key meaning if or when you listen to Hashem. What does that mean? You'll be blessed in the city, you'll be blessed out in the field. This is speaking to an agronomic society where they have their homes and then outside is their fields, which is their main source of income. Baruch privit necha, the fruit of your of your uh, womb, ufri matcha, and the fruit of your land, ufri vamtcha, and the fruit of your animals. Everything will be fruitful. Shigar alafecha, the alafim, the oxen that shoot forth the animals, the ashterot sonecha, and the birth of the lambs. Baruch tanacha, meaning your basket, umishartecha. Right, so these are, this is your fruit. These are just beautiful descriptions of your fruit. Baruch You'll be blessed when you come in. You'll be blessed when you come out. And there's much Chomer Ledrush on this. There's two little points about it. One is, blessed when you come in, let's say, Dvalavo in Sefer Dvarim and several other places in Tanakh Sefer Midbar, is a reference to war, that you'll be blessed when you come in and go out to war. Another one is, of course, homiletically, you'll be blessed when you come into this life and blessed when you come out of this life, go out of this life on your death. Uh, we will pause at this point and then pick up with the bracha and kala, um, the larger piece, the uh, rest of the bracha, and the kala, of course, which begins in Pasuk Tedvav, verse uh, 15, and goes all the way to the end of the chapter, uh, which again will do a qu- an overview. One halachic point about the, st- the ending of the Aliyah here is we have a general rule that Ein puranut. we do not make a bracha on something of punishment or threats. And therefore, instead of ending the Aliyah at Pasuk Yodalad and having the next Aliyah begin the the tochacha, the curse, 
the uh, custom here and the custom also in Bechukotai is to end the Aliyah in the middle of the blessing, have the next Aliyah conclude the blessing and go all the way through the curse to the verse that follows the curse and that um, and therefore ends on at least a neutral note, if not a positive note. Okay, we'll pause now and pick it up in the next podcast with the sixth Aliyah. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.